What up, what up, what up, what up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Alan Mack, a place where new, bold, and relevant conversations take place, even if they happen to occur by myself. I am your host, the one and the only, the magnificent and marvelous, black and proud Alan Mack, and guess what, y'all? Today is part two of the miseducation of woke, man. You heard it. Part two of the miseducation of woke. I am concluding this podcast about woke because apparently, you know what I'm saying, we've been using words without knowing the history of those words. And now, with the time that we live in now, everything has been weaponized and demonized to mean, to mean something else. So, here we go. So, check this out. So, last week, I talked about the word woke where it comes from, and um, just its origins. So just to give a little review, um, here's a lineage of the word woke. So the word woke is pretty much to be woke is to be black. I stated that last week, uh, and that's from senior reporter of OK Player uh, News, uh, Elijah Watson. And that's how he defined and defined the black American colloquialism of woke. Now, uh, when he did his research, he uh, happened to find an article from New York Times essay entitled, If You're Woke, You Dig It. And it was by Mr. William Melvin Kelly. And last week, I gave him credit as current, as um, coining, excuse me, the word woke. And he was highlighting the phenomenon of black American slang being appropriated by white people who often missed or altogether distorted the word's original meanings until the idioms were taken over, inevitably transformed, and ultimately abandoned by the original black creators. Now, last week, if you remember, I played a clip from Governor DeSantis talking about woke, and but just based on what I just read, we can now see how woke has taken on its own connotation, its own meaning, to mean something totally uh, different than what uh, it was termed to be now, even before um, woke start to take on this new revolution, this new evolution, or however you want to call it, uh, Mr. Kelly, in his time at that time, was deemed prophetic. Uh, he says he was six decades and several cultural lifetimes early before uh, we got to where we are now. Uh, the language seems to be modified in two ways, as uh, Mr. Kelly wrote in 1960. The first is to give a word already in use its opposite meaning. Uh, as stated last week, at one time the connotations of jive were all good. Now they are bad or at least questionable. And, you know, I talked about gave the uh, definition of how we used to use growing up. Man, that's the bomb. Now, if you say, hey, that's the bomb or anything within that that realm, you may be considered uh, a terrorist or you could get in trouble for just even saying it. Now, there are other words that we, if we say it now, man, let me tell you, we will be crucified, uh, not hung on the cross, but we would be crucified to the point to where people will want to counsel us or they won't even have a conversation to figure out, hey, what do you mean by what you said when you said this or what when you said that. 
So I started as saying that woke was coined in 1962, but let's take it back a little bit further. Let's go back to 1923. Now, 1923, there was a philosopher and social activist by the name of Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey was uh, from Jamaica. He, um, I want to say was one of the creators of Pan-Africanism. And that was during the time where uh, black folks were free. Uh, we still was going through some things in this country. But he came up with the idea of black people going back to Africa, going back to the motherland. Because if you think about it, during the transatlantic slave, you uh, during the transatlantic slave um, mission or voyage, uh, however you want to call it. Um, people from Africa was taken throughout the Atlantic uh, to South America, to Brazil, to the Caribbean, to uh, the United States. Uh, and they were sold as slaves and they were, uh, they worked as slaves for quite some time. So once slaves were free in um, America, that's when you start to uh, see a lot of people, not a lot, but you start to see some people come about talking about going back to Africa. And Marcus Garvey, Garvey was one of those. So he he was a social activist, but he included in a lot of his things talking about wake up Ethiopia, wake up Africa. And that's pretty much getting black people to go back home, go back home. And you think about it, when slaves came over here, uh, culture was taken the identity that was taken, the language was taken, and even the religion that they practiced was taken. So everything was wiped away during the time of slavery. Now let's uh, fast forward to 1940. In 1940, the Negro United Mine Workers launched a strike in West Virginia against discriminatory pay. A black union leader speaks about learning they were being paid less than their white counterparts. We were asleep, but we will stay woke from now on. So even in 1940, the term woke was using to wake up, to be aware of what was going on around us. And it's not what we or it wasn't used as how it's used today. All right. So I, I got a little bit ahead of myself. But let's go back to 1938. And if you don't know anything about this, uh, I advise you all to go and look it up. In 1938, blues musician Huddy Ledbetter, known as Laid Belly, uses the phrase stay woke is in his song, Scottsboro Boys. Now, let me tell you about Scottsboro Boys. Uh, my family had the opportunity, I want to say maybe three or four years ago, they did a play in Wisconsin entitled Scottsboro Boys and this play is a true story about I can't remember how many boys it was but they was wrongly convicted of of raping a white girl or a woman in Alabama and it took the United States forever to um to uh wipe their conviction away and let me give you a little bit about it so again the uh American blues musician Led Belly, born Huddy Ledbetter, had recorded the song Scottsboro Boys. The ballad tells the true story of four black youths who were falsely accused of raping a white woman in Scottsboro, Alabama, and subsequently convicted by an all-white jury and sentenced to death. 
though they were thankfully free after several appeals and trials. In the song, Lead Belly says of Alabama, I advise everybody to be a little careful when they go down there. Stay woke. Keep your eyes open. And again, here we are. We're talking about how this was used within um, the black community about being aware of what was going on. You think about it during that time in 19. Uh, let's go back. 1938. My daddy was born in 1939. But back in 1938, um, slaves had already been freed in 18 whatever. We have reconstruction where um, the idea of blacks were supposed to be treated the same as their white counterparts. I want to say the 14th Amendment comes about. And then after reconstruction, you have something called post-reconstruction where the 40 acres and the mule that we were promised that was taken away. (laughs) I'm sorry, but if you read history, it was taken away. And then you have something instituted called Black Codes uh, and later on Jim Crow. So uh, anytime black people was uh, closer to being free, other institutions of systemic racism was brought about to keep black people down. And now this is not nothing to um, try to cause anything, but I want my audience to be awoke and be aware of this is what really happened in American history. Now we have people like Governor DeSantis in Florida that don't want that to be talked about because they say that woke ideology um, is to uh, make uh, white people feel bad about themselves. And that's totally not the case. All right. So I went ahead of myself. I talked about 1940 uh, when um, the Negro Union Mine Workers launched a strike because they they found out that they was being paid and their white uh, paid less than their white counterparts. And they said, but we were asleep, but we will stay woke from now on. All right, let's fast forward to 1962 with Mr. William uh, Melvin Kelly's essay, If You're Woke, You Dig It, and pretty much talking about how woke means something different within the black community, and then it's taken over by uh, white people to mean something totally different. Now, let's go to 1972. Author Barry Beckham uses the word woke in his 1972 play, Garvey Lives. And I just talked a little bit about Marcus Garvey, who he was, what he represented, and um, how he uh, used the word wake up Ethiopia, wake up black people. And we had somebody to do a play in 1972 talking about Marcus Garvey, Garvey Lives. All right. Now, let's go to 2008 when we talk about uh, music. Uh, and we're going to talk about specifically Erica Badu. Erica Badu is um, known for her song, I want to say, Call Tyrone, but I don't even think that's the title of it. But y'all know, y'all heard it, you better call Tyrone and all this. But anyway, in her 2008 song, Master Teacher, she uses in her lyrics, Stay Woke. Now, I never heard that song. But I'm almost positive that she's speaking of things that we were not aware of. Because if you're not aware of something, that means you pretty much sleep. You've been sleeping on it. All right. 
Let's go to 2010, the 2010s. Woke undergoes dilution and starts being used broadly as a catch-all to describe social justice. It quickly becomes appropriated and transformed into a negative descriptor for anything having to do with inclusivity and anti-discrimination. So I've also witnessed this as well. Uh, Case in point. Not yet. I am not going to talk about it. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I have witnessed this. Now woke is under this umbrella of everything when it's talking about when you get ready to change rules for the good of all people <laughs> or just um, woke is used when people just don't agree with what is going on. Oh, so you woke now. Everything is turning woke. Um I think it's it's something else. Uh, when when change comes, a lot of people don't like that change, so they incorporate woke into new changes coming. All right, let's get to twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. In twenty seventeen, appearance of stay woke as a category on Jeopardy. Woo wee! Now, I am a fan of Jeopardy. I don't look at it like I used to when I was younger, but anytime something hits Jeopardy as a category, that means mm, this is pretty serious. You know, well, I want to say serious, but uh, people are paying attention that usually don't pay attention. Okay. All right. 2020, we on Hulu, there's a comedy series entitled Woke. I've never seen this uh, this series, but I'm almost positive um, it's talking about how things, how what's going on around us that's causing us to be more aware, causing us to be uh, woke, and where other people don't like it. And now, let's forward to 2022. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signs into law, stop woke. Okay, so that's like a, a miniature timeline of of the term woke now you know it's kind of funny that i'm talking about the term woke and you know it's also kind of funny too i i noticed last week <laughs> when i uh pre- when i presented i want to say presented when i debuted this episode entitled the miseducation of woke uh i look at let's see how many people are actually going to listen to what i have to say about the word woke and not to my surprise, I kind of figured not a lot of people, because oftentimes when our ideas or what we what we think is right is challenged from a different purview, we don't like to hear it. We either are in that place where we have to pick sides, whether you're right, you're wrong, instead of being being I don't want to say neutral, but having your own thoughts and opinions and being able to talk about it. Well, why do you think that way or why do you disagree with that? We have gotten from the place to where we can have positive discourse to talk about some of the things that we disagree with or agree with. Because once we start talking about what we disagree with or what we agree with, now we have become uh, the enemy and we don't like our ideas uh, challenged. So, um Let's get back to it. Now, what does it mean to stop woke? So that's what's going on right now. What does it mean to stop woke? Now, I know within this 
past election, um, you heard the clip last week. I played a governor sentence about stopping woke. Even here in uh, where I reside currently right now, uh, and in other states, there are laws that are being enacted that revolves about around woke ideology, stopping woke. It's to the point now where in certain schools in certain states where they're no longer allowing certain books in school libraries for the fear of it being woke or for the fear of it being related to critical race theory. Even when uh, certain officials are asked, well, what is woke or what is critical race theory? They have no idea what it's about. So I, I want to say it's, it's fear. And when you have uh, media involved, media hypes that fear to, to a point where um, people become insane. All right, but let's look at what does it mean to stop woke. All right, and this is from the Legal Defense Fund. Um, And if you want to use some of my references, some of the references I use there be in the podcast notes. But to some, woke is now a derisive stand-in for diversity, inclusion, and empathy, and yes, blackness. So when legislators pass a law to stop woke in light of the world's true history, as well as its commonly understood meaning, what are they really saying? So basically what they're saying is uh, we're not going to let you know the true history of what has what has happened in uh, America or what has happened, period. Uh, I had a conversation with someone that, that I talked about history. If you're the victor and you want uh, only your side of the story told, what would you do? You're going to suppress the loser side. And I want to say this, I'm not going to call call um, black folks or other uh, um, ethnicities losers. They just don't have the power. So if you're in power, what do you do? You suppress those who are not in power. And to move away from the United States, let's just look at uh, Russia during the time of Stalin. What did he do? He instituted things to where the country only learned about Stalin and how great he was. You can see that right now in North Korea. They are indoctrinated with dogma that that, that supports the current regime there. So what do you expect? So pretty much that's what it is. Is you know, the certain laws are 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 made up to deprive future generations of knowledge, information, and the ability to appreciate the humanity of their fellow citizens. It is also a direct and unlawful assault on the bedrock principle of free speech in a democracy. You know what I'm saying? So let me tell y'all, and I purposely, I, I purposely picked this because um, I think sometimes we just have to sit back, watch, and evaluate, evaluate ourselves, and evaluate the times that we live in. I don't see nothing wrong with someone being woke, especially if you are unaware. Of things that 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 is happening, 
and uh, you are made aware, okay, it's happening. What can I do to rectify this or what can I do to fix it? My family, my wife and I are going through some personal things right now where uh, certain things we didn't know. Now that we know, we are alert. We, we are woke now. So if those situations do happen again, we know what to do and we know the necessary steps to do it. That's what woke is. Woke is being aware. Woke is being socially conscious. Woke is not being asleep. You know now, so if you know better, you do better, okay? Let's stop coming to the to the point to where we're going to weaponize everything to where it means something totally different to where you having people pick sides on what you like and what you don't like. It's just not fair. And it's, it's, it's not fair to you. It's not fair to anybody else. We got to get off of this bandwagon of, you know, I don't like what's being said. Let's get on the bandwagon of talking about it and figuring out why you don't like it. Or, as people always say, let's agree to disagree. You know what I mean? And I think that that and once we get to that point, and we should have already been at that point, I think we'll be better off as a people, as a nation, and we could do things for the good of all people. All right, y'all, man. I'm done talking about the miseducation of woke. That's part two. Uh, if you enjoy my show, please rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast at. Um, Tune in next week. You know, tune in next week. I got a good episode next week. But in the meantime, this podcast was created by yours truly, Island Mac. Music written and produced by Young Rave Entertainment and performed by Chocolate Butterfly Key. Um, podcast art by Rose Krause Graphics. Conversations with Ali Mac is a product of Ali Mac Productions. In the words of longtime host and creator of Soul Train, love, peace, and soul. Y'all stay woke, stay alive, and I'll be back next week. Ali Mac out.